Though there's nothing of my own life here. No traces of my family, of Greg, or my daughters. No Christmas or holiday photos. For the children who come here, I want to be theirs alone for the time that they're with me. The mellow light falls across Kyle's face, but it doesn't brighten his pallor. He digs around in the Lego box, looking for something. I don't reach out to help him. I don't want to distract him from his inner world. His movements are narrow, restricted. He will never reach out or make an expansive gesture. Even when he's drawing, he confines himself to a corner of the page. Once, I said, Could you do me a picture to fill up all this space? He drew the tiniest figures in the margin, his fingers scarcely moving. He finds the people in the box. A boy and an adult that could be a man or a woman, just the same as last time. The people are going into your building. I'm wondering what they're doing there. He's grasping the figure so tightly you can see his bones white through his skin. I feel a slight chill as a shadow passes across us. Instinctively, I turn thinking I might see someone behind me, peering in at the window. But of course, there's nothing there. Just a wind that stirs the leaves of the elms that grow at the edge of the car park. There's a checklist in my mind. Violence, or sex abuse, or something he has seen. Because I have learnt, from years of working with these troubled children, that it's not just about what is done to you, that what is seen also hurts you. I know so little. His foster parents say he's very withdrawn. His mother could have helped me, but she's on a psychiatric ward, profoundly depressed, not well enough to be talked to. The school was certainly worried. He seemed so scared, said the teacher who referred him to the clinic. Of anything in particular, I said. Swimming lessons, story time, male teachers... She had riotous, nut-brown hair, and her eyes were puzzled. I liked her. She frowned and fiddled with her hair. Not really, just afraid. Perhaps a bad thing happened in the bedroom, I say now very gently. Perhaps the boy's unhappy because a bad thing happened. Noises from outside scratch at the stillness. The slam of a door in the car park. The harsh cries of rooks in the elms. He clicks the figures into place. The sounds are clear in the quiet, like the breaking of tiny bones. You can talk about anything here, I tell him. Even bad things, Kyle. No one will tell you off, whatever you say. Sometimes children think that what happened was their fault, but no one will think that here. He doesn't respond. Nothing I say makes sense to him. Yet I know this must be significant, this room with the child and the adult, over and over, and no way out, no door. Perhaps this is the detail that matters. I sit there, thinking of doors of going through into new, expectant spaces, of that image I love from Alice in Wonderland, 
the narrow door at the end of the hall that leads to the rose garden. Maybe he needs to experience here, in the safety of my playroom, the opening of that door.